With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Every shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord oh he is Lord he Christ has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, He is Lord, He is Lord, Christ has risen from the dead, and He Christ has risen 
man from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, <coughs> and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, oh, He is Lord, He is Lord, Christ has risen from the dead, oh, and He is Lord, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, he is Lord, he is Lord, Christ has risen from the dead, and he is Lord, every knee And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is Lord, he is Lord, Christ has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One more time for the sister. Oh, he is Lord. He is Lord. Christ has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus 
Jesus Christ is Lord. Our Father and our God, we come in the same and sanctified name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, to give thanks to you for your grace and for your mercy as you have overshadowed us from the rock of our cradle to this very present moment. Lord, you've been our help in times of trouble. Lord, you have blessed us and kept us from seen and unseen danger. And Master, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for keeping us throughout the course of this day while we were absent one from another. But Lord, you've been right there out of time. And we want to say thank you, Lord, for fighting our battles, giving us the victory over every work of our enemy. Lord, we come to give thanks unto you. Lord, we pray that you bless our service on tonight. Bless the word, Lord. Give your people a listening ear to hear what your word says unto the church, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, that your word, Lord, may undergird us and strengthen us through life journeys. In the mighty name of Jesus. Through life challenges. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we come, dear God, and we ask that you look in our hearts, tight reins of our minds. If you find anything, Lord, that's not right or pleasing in our sight, Lord, please cleanse us and purge us. Wash us with your precious blood. In the mighty name of Jesus. That we may be clean, dear God, and be meet for the master's use. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our lesson on tonight, 1 Kings chapter 2. 1 Kings chapter 2. We begin reading from verse number 1. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab, the son of Zariah, did to me, and what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, unto Abner, the son of Ner, and unto Amasa, the son of Jetah, whom he slew and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore according to thy wisdom, and let not his whore head go down to the grave in peace, but show kindness unto the sons of Basilia, the Giladite, and let them be of those that eat at thy table. For so they came to me when I fled because of Absalom thy brother. And behold, thou hast with thee Shimei the son of Gera, a Benjamite of Baharan, which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Mehanam. But he came down to meet, to meet me at Jordan. And I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Now, therefore, hold him not guiltless, for thou art a wise man, and knowest what thou ought to do unto him. But his whole head bring thou down to the grave with blood. 
So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. <clears throat> and the days that David reigned over Israel were 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and 30 and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Then sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. And Adonijah, the son of Haggai, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. And he said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. Howbeit, the kingdom is turned about and is become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay, <clears throat> that he give me Abishag, the Shunammite, to wife. And, and Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon to speak unto him for, Ab for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of thee. I pray thee, say me not nay. And the king said unto her, Ask on, my mother, for I will not say thee nay. And she said, Let Abishai, the Shunammite, be given to Adonijah, thy brother, to wife. <clears throat> and King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why doest thou ask Abishai, the Shunammite, for Adonijah, ask for him the kingdom also? For he is my elder brother, even for him and for Ab. Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zerah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah hath not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as the Lord liveth, which had established me and set me on the throne of David my father, and who had made me a house as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him that he died. And unto Abiathar the priest saith the king, Get thee to Anathoth, unto thine own fields, for thou art worthy of death. But I will not at this time put thee to death, because thou bearest the ark of the Lord God before David my father. And because thou hast been afflicted in all, wherein my father was afflicted. So Solomon thrust out Abiathar from being priest unto the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord, which he spake concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. Then Titus came to Joab, for Joab had turned after Adonijah, though he turned not after Absalom. And Joab fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told King Solomon that Joab was fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord. And behold, he is by the altar. 
Then Solomon sent Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go fall upon him. And Benaiah came to the tabernacle of the Lord and said unto him, Thus said the king, Come forth. And he said, Nay, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, Thus said Joab, thus he answered me. And the king said unto him, Do as he had said, and fall upon him, and bury him, that thou mayest take away the innocent blood which Joab shed from me and from the house of my father. And the Lord shall return his blood upon his own head, who fell upon two men righteous and better than he, and slew them with the sword, my father David, not knowing thereof to wit, Abner, the son of Ner, captain of the host of Israel, and Amasa, the son of Jetar, captain of the host of Judah. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of heaven, upon the head of his seed forever. But upon David, and upon his seed, and upon his house, and upon his throne shall there be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell upon him and slew him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. And the king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his room over the host, and Zadok the priest did the king put in the room of Abiathar. And the king sent and called for Shimei and said unto him, Build thee an house in Jerusalem and dwell there, and go not forth thence and whither. For it shall be that on the day thou goest out and passest over the brook Kedron, thou shalt know for certain that thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thy own head. And Shimei said unto the king, The saying is good. As my lord the king had said, so will thy servant do. And Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many days. And it came to pass at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shimei ran away unto Ashish, son of Mahaka, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, that servant be in Gath. And Shimei rose and saddled his ass and went to Gath to Ashish to seek his servant, and Shimei went and brought his servant from Gath. And it was told Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and was come again. And the king sent and called for Shimei and said unto him, Did I not make thee to swear by the Lord and protest unto thee, saying, Know for certain on the day thou goest out, and walkest abroad any whither that thou shalt surely die. And thou said unto me, The word that I have heard is good. When then hast thou not kept the oath of the Lord and the commandment that I charged thee with? The king said moreover to Shimei, Thou knowest all the wickedness which thine heart is private to, that thou did to David my father. Therefore, the Lord shall return thy wickedness upon thy own head, and King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, which went out and fell upon him, that he died, 
and the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. First King chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 46. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can run, but you can't hide. That somehow you go for a long time thinking that God then forgot, thinking that God is not going to bring his word to pass in your life. Now, all of these things that we're talking about in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 2, all of this happened in Samuel. When, when David was on the run from Absalom, when Absalom tried to overthrow David and take the throne from him, all of these people that came out against him, all of these people that cursed him to his face and throwed rocks and all of this at him, David showed them mercy. When David came back into power and they thought that David would slay them, because God showed mercy to David, David showed mercy to them. To whom mercy is given, mercy shall be showed. To whom much is given, much is required. They showed, they showed mercy. And David swore that as long as he lived, check this out. He said as long as he lived, he would not kill them with the sword. But now David is on his way out. And now he's, 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 he's talking to his son Solomon and letting him know all that had transpired in, times, in the time that he was outside the kingdom and all the people who rose up against him and talked against him. He let them know all of these people. And he's trying to tell them, say, look, don't trust them. More or less, you know, this is what he's saying. These are the people that you have to keep your eye on and don't trust them because these are the things that they did unto me. And if they do these things to you, they'll do the same thing to somebody else. Sometimes we put trust in people and we join in league with them, believe in them, and have fellowship with them as long as it's not you that they're coming out against. But you need to understand, a snake can't be nothing but a snake. You can't make a jackass out of a racehorse. A jackass is just what it is. So when you find people that's going to sit with you and degrade and talk about somebody else, when they get with somebody else and mad they come, guess what they're going to do about you? They're going to do the same thing. So David is warning Solomon. This is what these people did to me. And they did it to him while he was king. And so if they didn't show the, the proper respect to David when David was king, knowing that David was a man of war, David didn't play. David was the one who went out there and killed Goliath when everybody else was afraid. And so David is, is telling Solomon, and he's saying this on his deathbed. He's saying these things to Solomon on his deathbed and warning him against some things that he should be aware of. What do we as parents do for our children? We warn our children. We tell them, don't go out and be with this person. This person is nothing but trouble. Do we always listen? We don't always listen. 
It's it's years, just like just like it's here. Years had passed that now it's coming to fruition. Years being passed. And guess what we say? I wish I had listened at my mom and my dad. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Huh? I wish I had listened. All the time you're thinking that your parents is trying to run your life, is trying to choose for you, trying to tell you what to do and what not to do. And you have the audacity. Sometimes you got children that have the audacity to say, well, when you was young, didn't you do it? How else can they warn you against something if they hadn't been there before? David is trying to warn Solomon. He's a young fella about to take over the throne of Israel to rule over the people of God. And so David is trying to warn him about people. Look what he said in, 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 sec, in, in first verse in chapter 2. Now the days of David drew, drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself to be a man. You know, everybody that wear pants ain't necessarily a man. A man go through a lot. He wear many hats. And he's supposed to be the head, the leader of the household. Solomon is coming into power at a young age. And David is trying to school him on some things that he's going to have to face. And he's, the first thing he's telling him, you got to be strong. You can't show yourself to be weak because people will take advantage of you. People will try you, so you got to show yourself strong even in the face of adversity. Now, the very thing that David, the Bible is saying concerning David it has come his time to do what? To die. All of us are going to come to that point in our life. The only thing about it, we read when David's time is coming, but do you know when your time is, is up? None of us in here know when that time is, 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 is coming. So what we need to do, we need to take advantage of the time that God has given us to school our children for some of the bad choices that you and I have made. Anybody in here made any bad choices that you're sorry for? You don't, you don't have to say nothing. Just, just shake your head. I understand. Everybody in here that made some type of bad choice with their life that they are sorry for today. And those are the things. It's not just the good times. It's the bad times. It's the, it's the hardships and and all the ups and downs you've been through is the thing that we need to rehearse our children because we shouldn't want to see them go through what we went through. So David is trying to school him to let him know, my time is up. I'm not going to be here with you too much longer. These are the things that you're going to have to do as being a man. You're going to have to take control. You're going to have to make some hard decisions. Do you realize being a man and making decisions, everybody's not going to agree with your decision? Everybody's not going to agree with your decision. Sometimes your spouse may not agree with your decision. But guess what, brother? You got to make it. 
And whatever decision you make, you got to live with it. One thing I'm, I'm proud to say, whatever decision that we have made in our household, my wife and I came to an agreement about the decision, whether it worked out or whether it failed. We didn't allow it to come in between us. We didn't allow it to, to, to separate us because it didn't work out. And none of us took the glory for some things that did work out because we, we did it together. So Solomon, he's about to come into power. And I'm not talking about just wealth. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about the power to rule over a whole nation of people. And so that means he got to make decisions not only for his house. He's making decisions for a whole nation of people. Now, looking at that, you know what it tells me? Decisions I make with my life, it also comes into contact with people who I meet in this life. Anybody in here ever had somebody say, you know, I've been watching you, and, and I'm, you know, I really admire the way you carry yourself. You know, what church you go to? Anybody ever heard that before? Anybody ever told you that or asked you that? You ever heard somebody say that? Which means that the way you carry yourself carries a lot of influence on other people. Solomon's going to have a lot of influence on the whole nation of people. And so David is trying to tell him, look, man, this is... You're going to have to be strong and show yourself to be a man because these are the things that you're going to be facing. And you're going to have to make some harsh decisions. What the Bible say? Choose ye. This day, who you're going to serve? If God be God, serve God. Verse 3 says, and keep the charge of the Lord. Now, he ain't saying nothing about him is all about who? It's all about the Lord. I'm about to leave you. I'm about to go, but you're going to need God. You're going to need God. Keep the charge of the Lord that God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgment. His testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou may prosper in all that thou do, and whithersoever thou turn thyself. These are the same words, more or less, that God told Joshua. Meditate upon my word day and night. Walk in my ways, keep my commandments and my statutes, and I ways may be prosperous. So if God is not changing his word, he didn't change it from from Joshua, and he didn't change it. It's the same word he's saying now over to to, to 1 Kings to Solomon. He said the same thing to David. David is rehearsing these same things now to Solomon, his son. So undoubtedly, it must work. Undoubtedly, it must work. But guess what? If you don't have the word, if you don't know the word, how can you walk in the ways of God? How can you walk in the ways of God? How can you keep his statutes if you don't know the statutes? How can you keep his commandments when you don't know what his commandments are? 
How? How can we do it if we don't know? He said, if it's written in the law of Moses. Now, when the Bible speaks about telling Solomon to keep his testimony. Now, where was God's testimony at? Now, look. We as a people have a personal testimony, right? But this is not talking about David's testimony. It's not talking about Solomon's testimony. He's talking about keeping the testimonies of the Lord. So how do we know God's testimonies? How do we know it? He said, he said keep the, the testimonies of the Lord. How do we know God's testimony? How do we keep them? It is written in the law of Moses. And what was written in the law of Moses? The law of Moses was the five Pentateuch, the five books of the law. You got five of them. Okay? And every every act that God did, everything he did for the for, for the for the children of Israel, it was written down. That's God's testimonies for what he did to the people. Your testimony is what God did for you. His testimony is what he did for the people to make them a nation. And so every time we read what his testimonies are, it's supposed to encourage us to do what? Continue to walk in his ways. Continue to keep his, uh, his, his commandments. Because if he did it for David, if he did it for Joshua, he did it for David. If he did it for David, then he's going to do it for Solomon. And so this is the thing that, 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 that David is rehearsing to Solomon. We have to take hold on our walk with God and on our house. Your children is dependent on you. You know, a lot of times fathers want to get out there and teach, teach their children how to play some type of sport, basketball, football, baseball, whatever they seem to, to, to accelerate, whatever sport they seem to accelerate in, we like to want to spend time with them because we want to cheer them on because they're representing us. But God wants us to represent him, to walk in his ways and keep his statutes. And, and God is saying to us that, that he's counting on you and I to teach our children. We spend a whole lot of time doing a whole lot of stuff. But how much time do we spend teaching our children how to keep God's word? How much time? Come on, let's be honest with, with ourselves. How much time do we spend talking to our children concerning the word of God? That it do work. I tried it. And it worked for me. I remember, I remember when I first got there, they used to sing that song. Uh, it was good for my old mother. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. That's what it was. Give me that old time religion. That new stuff that they're talking about, this prosperity stuff. A lot of people flock to it because this is what they want. Because nobody wants to. Well, they, they have this commercial, uh, Brother Jam, that say we do it the old fashioned. Forget what's the, what's the name of that company. Say we work for it. We do it. We did it. We do it the old fashioned way. We, huh? Smith. Yeah. Nobody want to put in the work. Everybody want a quick. Fixed for success. 
But you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. When Jesus was baptized and came out of the Jordan to be tempted by the devil, one of the things that Satan tempted Jesus with, the Bible says he took him up on the, on the high pinnacle and showed him all the riches of this world and said, if you bow down and worship me, he said, all of these riches of this world I'll give unto you. And what, what did Jesus say? It is written. You got to know what's written. He said, thy God, the Lord thy God, in him only will I serve. See, when you, when you hear people talking about in that manner, you're not going to have many people that are going to want to follow you because they want to hear the quick remedy for success. They want, they want you to lay hands on them and, 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 and speak words over them and saying what all God's going to do for them and, all, and, and have nothing to do with what they got to do for God. But, but, but David is telling Solomon, this is what you got to do with God. He said, then your way is going to be prosperous. You want to be prosperous, but you don't want to put in the work. And then the hard part about it, some people get jealous and envy when they see God blessing you because you put in the work. And I know that's for the truth. They had a preacher wife got up in the church and said, why, why God is blessing the heavens? And we've been in here, and we've been waiting on our house, and we ain't got our house yet. But here God going to bless them with a house? You got to put in the work. Keep the charge of the Lord thy God. Keep it. To walk in his ways. To keep his statutes and his commandments. And his judgments. His testimonies as it is written in the law. Now, when he talks about to keep his judgments, what is God saying to him? When a controversy come up, whatever the judgment is saying for that offense, then you should, you should put that offense upon that person, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. You got, to, you got to keep the judgment. Whatever that judgment is concerning the offense that that person have, 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 have done, say you got to instruct in, in this punishment upon them. Do you realize this is the thing that caused Eli, the high priest, his life and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, because they would not keep the judgment of God. Rather than keep the judgment of God and bring the, and bring the offering to the Lord, they was laying with the women in the church, and Eli wouldn't tell them anything. And God spoke out against him. Say, your, 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 your seed, they won't live to be old men. And in this chapter, it's, going to, it's coming to pass, in this chapter here. And when Eli was the high priest, Samuel was a young child. Look how long that then took. Look how long it took. But God's word did come to pass, son. Verse 4 says, That the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children, hello, if thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their hearts, 
And with all this soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Now, that's a form of prosperity. Why? Because they walk with God. You want to be prosperous? Walk with God. Now, God said this, and the Bible said he's not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that he should have to repent from what he said. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me. This is something that God told David before David even sat on the throne. When he sent Samuel to go and anoint him to be king, he spoke a word on David's life. And look all the hell David went through before, all of, before God brought all that to pass in his life. So just because you're going through something don't mean that God's word won't come to pass. If God has said something concerning you, just continue to wait on God. Things like this let you know that the, and understand the word of God when he said, they that wait upon the Lord. David did not disbelieve God because he went through hell. He did not disbelieve God because Saul turned on him for no reason at all and ran him out of his house, took his, took his wife from him, ran him from his parents' house, and had to live as like a vagabond out in the wilderness and hadn't done Saul anything. If anything, he made Saul's kingdom rise up higher than what it was when he went out and killed Goliath. When he went out there and fought against the Philistines, all of this was building Saul up, but Saul couldn't see it because of envy and jealousy. You know, sometimes we can't see what God is doing because we got envy and jealousy in our eyes and in our heart. But if we can see what God is doing, we'll rejoice over it knowing that if God did it for that one, he can do it for me too. Because guess what? If, if I bake a cake and it come out and I say, you used to have the same recipe, your cake going to come out the same as mine do. So what that means is that if we follow the same recipe, we'll end up with the same end result. But you got to put in the work. That the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me. Now, if he's saying continue, that means that it was already working in his life. And he wanted it to keep on working. If thy children take heed of their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart. Now, that's something. He said if your children would, would, would look. Now, he's asking the children to take heed of their way. That's funny how we can see the wrong in everybody else, but we can't see the wrong in ourselves. We can easily sit and talk about what somebody else has said, what somebody else has did that's not right. But ask yourself this. Just ask yourself, have you done it? Have you talked about somebody have you done wrong to somebody? But yet we said, and we can see the fault is done. You know what Jesus said? He said, behold the beam that is in your own eye that you may see clear enough to remove the moat. Now, a moat is much smaller than the beam. You can remove the moat from out of your, your brother's eye. Take the beam out of yours first. Why is it that it's so easy for us to see fault in other people? 
but we can't see fault that lies in us. How many of us in here are perfect? How many of us in here didn't, didn't, didn't made it to perfection yet? Not nobody in here. There was only one person that was perfect up on this earth, and that was Jesus Christ. The Bible says all have sinned and come short. We all have come short. That's including me, everybody in here, and everybody that's not in here. We all are guilty. And so he's saying, take heed of your ways. Take, let your children take heed of their ways. To walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul. Now, our children, when I say our children, I'm not talking about just, I'm talking about people in general. Then saw people play the church game. You remember the story that, that uh, what put the preacher's name, that lady? Uh, who sang, the singer? Shirley Caesar had. Because people see people jumping and shouting and running around the church, they think that's having church. They think that that's a thing to do. And so our children come up in the church seeing these things, and guess what? They do these things too. And But God is saying, when you do it, do it in truth. Be truthful about your worship, about your service. Don't just put on a show. Be truthful in what you're doing. And Shirley sees the sister said, she went around and told her mama, said, uh, Shirley, aren't you playing with the Lord again? And so the mama came out there to try and Verbally chastise her to stop her, and they say, "Oh no, this time she ain't playing." People didn't play at church. I I didn't saw people. Look, I didn't been to, to a lot of different churches. I didn't saw the choir. I mean, they get up here and they sing. I mean, and 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 I mean, can take over the whole church with their singing, and falling out and all this stuff, and, and ain't living nothing. I didn't saw it. Come out the church, got a cigarette in their mouth. I'm talking about standing right in front of the church door. Then lit a long cigarette in their mouth. Talking about people. Just come out of this church. But God said, when you walk before me, do it in truth. Be truthful. Do you realize God knows everything about you and I? And God just saying, just be truthful with me. Tell me who you are. You remember the story concerning... Uh, Jacob, you know, Jacob's name is interpreted as a supplanter, trickster. And God changed his name. The Bible said that he wrestled with an angel. And you know what he said? I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And guess what the blessing was? He changed his name. He gave him a different name, which means now he had a different lifestyle. That was a blessing to him to be changed. Lord, I know I've been changed. Angels in the heaven sign my name. Now, you find people count a blessing as monetary rewards. But the songwriters say they got blessed because their name was changed.
We got to teach our children how to walk in truth, upright before God. Tell God who you are. Tell God about the faults that, that lies within you. Let God know that you want to change. That's the only way God. Look, we go to the doctor's office. When our body is, and, and certain things in our body is failing us, don't we tell the doctor, this is what's wrong with me. This is the problem I'm having. Why is it so easy for us to tell a man what's going on in our body and we can't tell God what's going on in our life? He already knows. The Bible says even know your thoughts from afar. Before you even receive the thought, God knows what you're going to think before you even think it. Now, that's God. That's, now, that's, that's, that's awesome. Man. He, he bad. When he can get your thought before you receive it. Anybody here ever been to the doctor? Do you tell the doctor what's going on with your body when it's failing you in some kind of way? So why is it so easy for us to tell a man who we don't even know what's going on with our body, but we can't tell God what's going on with our life? The doctor is here to fix the body. He came to fix our life. Hello, somebody. So how in the world could your life ever be fixed and turned around if you never tell God? Ask, seek, knock. That's all he's saying. Look, you got to put in the work. If you come to me and tell me, he said, I will in no wise forsake thee. He's been, he been waiting on us. And all of us in here didn't fail God at some point in time in our life. And all he wanted to hear you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I failed you. I didn't train my children like I should have. I know better because I was brought up in the church. You, he already know everything about you. He already know. Now, the doctor, he don't know, and we shares with him. His God already know, and we don't tell him anything. I'm weak in this area. I've been wanting to come to church, but this has been holding me back. Lord, help me to become more faithful. Whatever it is. Lord, I've been going, but I've been, I've been playing church. I haven't been really living anything. Living, I want to live for you. Tell him. Tell him all. Verse 5 says, Moreover thou... Knowest also what Joab the son of Zerah did to me, and what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, Amna the son of Ner, and unto Amasa the son of Jetra, whom he slew, and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. That means blood gushed out everywhere. It was all over him. And he was proud to wear the blood of these innocent men upon him during a time of peace. These people was on opposite sides in war. They was on opposite sides. Abner was on Saul's side. He was the captain of Saul's army. And Joab, who was, who was David's uncle, was on David's side. 
and they had warred against one another. But once Saul died and, and David became the king, Abner wanted to go and give himself to David in his service. David accepted the man, but Joab held him in his heart and took the opportunity to kill this man in time of peace. And guess who they held responsible? David. Because David was the king. Joab was David's captain of his army. And he went and killed this man. After this man had went and sat down and had a sit down and talked with David and told David how he was willing to serve him and, and all of these things here, that he would be faithful to him. David accepted the man for, uh, for uh, forgiveness and received him into the house. But when the man left out of the king, out of his palace, Joab was waiting on him and made it seem like he was embracing him and stabbed the man with his knife. And the blood gushed out all over him, all over his girdle and all over his shoes. And it, and it, and it made it bad. David because of what Joab did. The same way in, in, our, in our United States. Whatever the, the president, the sitting president, whatever he do, it don't, just show, it don't just reflect him. It reflects America. Why do you think the people go around in, in, in different countries that have America interests in them and bomb them because they're trying to get back to hurt America? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is family. Yeah, he was the captain over Saul's army. Joab. One of the things that they're talking about right now is using this one man's power. You're talking about Assad. Yes. But when they remove the down, down elevated one. Yeah, because he was out of power. Yeah, over in Syria. Regime change. Yeah.
you're talking about that was a part of the Geneva uh, Agreement. Right. But like I said, David kept the wall was open. All was killed, the sun was killed, David was elevated, man came in and those type of those type of walls that never end. Right. Right. No. Oh, yes. What did Solomon say in the book of Ecclesiastes? There's nothing new under the sun. What is, it has been already. But there's nothing new under the sun. So it, 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 don't, it don't, look, those things is not going to end a change until Christ come back. Where the Bible said we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Those things are not going to change. Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab, the son of Zerah, did to me. Now, he killed Abner. But David is telling Solomon he did that to him. Why? Because it brought shame upon his, on his kingdom. Brought shame upon his name. The same way you find these people. Okay, this matter of fact, it was on the news just last night where this man had killed this deputy. You, you, you heard about, about the man assassinating this deputy? Uh, yeah. No. This, this, this deputy. Here, yeah. He 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 assassinated him. He planned it. He even went and 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 and, and sold something to get the money. Went stayed in the hotel that night. Went and lending him a call from Enterprise. And went and searched out the the area where he where this man goes and parks his car to go into the office. I'm talking about the police station. He waited for him. And when that man came in that in that parking lot, he shot this man down dead. And now the brother, the man was going to work. He had on his suit. It was. He kept calling this man about some situation that had happened between the man and his son or son-in-law, whatever which one it was. And the people never got back with him. He said he had been leaving voicemails on the, on the, on the machine, but the police never got, him, got back in touch with him. And he took it personal. Yeah, he, the man who made the complaint, who the man who did the killing, took it personal that the police never got back in touch with him concerning the complaint he had made. And he said that he ain't nothing but a weasel and a, and a, and a phony. And so this, I'm, we're talking about a 64-year-old man. This man was 64 years old who did that. Went and killed him. Now that they had the brother on the news just yesterday, and he was telling the family how sorry he is. Because when, when something happens in a family like that, who do you think people look at? They look at the, at the family members. 
And this is what I'm saying here. David is saying that he did this to me. But he didn't kill David. He, did, he killed Abner. But what Joab did, it was, a, it was a reflection on him. So what your children do is a reflection on you. When your child do something bad in the school, who do you think they send the note home to? Who, who got to go and talk to the counselor or the principal? Because it's a reflection on you. And if the stuff get too bad, you know who they sent out? CPS to come. And now they want to investigate you and your house and ready to take your children from you. Because of what one child did is a reflection on the whole household. That's how important it is for us to teach and train our children. How important it is for us to live right before them. That's that more than anything. How are we going to teach them if we're not going to live nothing before them? We're saying one thing, but we're doing something else altogether different in front of them. Well, I hope that's something we talked about in these five verses came home. Because it's not about your brother, your sister. It's all about you. It's about me. It's about us seeing ourselves in the word of God that the word may correct the wrong that's inside of us so we can walk up right before God. That's the only thing going to get us right is the word. David said, that word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I sinned not against thee. It's the word. That's the only thing going to get us right. That's the only thing going to change us is the word. But if you're not under the word, you're not receiving the word, you ain't going to never get it right. You're going to still keep playing the church game, round and around in that same cycle. Why God ain't blessing me? Why I'm still going through this? Why I'm still going? Because you haven't really made up your mind yet. You're still allowing personal stuff to take hold of you. You can't look. All of us have been wronged and done something too by somebody. We didn't even done the same thing. But when we go ask somebody to forgive us and say we're sorry, we look for them to do that. Especially if they're if, if they're a person that say that they belong to God. What did he tell Solomon? You gonna have to make you gotta show yourself to be a man. And you have to make some hard choices. It's up to us to choose what we're going to do. We say we want the Lord to fight our battles, but yet we're still holding on to stuff that we want to fight ourselves. I know it's hard. I know. It was hard for me too for a while. I know. But I'm getting there. I haven't gotten all the way there, but I'm getting there. But I got to say what God says. I'm, I'm held responsible to say what God is saying in his word. Because it's a reflection on all of us. It's a reflection on all of us. If I had got myself, if I had allowed the word to work in me at a much younger age, maybe some of my children, may the Lord be with us until we meet again. Of the parents. Now I can only speak for me. You know, I can't speak for the mama. I gotta speak for the daddy. A lot of times you hear the 
you and I will be good. And we and we pray. And I pray to God for my children. And I pray to God that the media for the point for pulling kids, you know what I'm saying? That the kids can see God in them, that they walk holy, that they live holy for No, I wouldn't. Cross used to say the same stuff. and now they want to try and tell. That's an excuse. That's an excuse. That God is not going to accept. He's not accepting those type of excuses because guess what? Now you've grown to the point that you know right from wrong. And now you're going to help be held accountable for your own deeds. All of us got to be held accountable for ourselves. You can't say, well, then, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that because I'm, I didn't want my husband or my wife to get angry and say this because I wanted pizza in my house. You got to make some harsh decisions, whether you want to walk with God or whether you want to please some people. It's our choice. We got to choose that. God don't choose for us. He gave us the word. Now it's up to you what, what you want to do with it. 
But to make an excuse and say, well, well, you can't blame me because, you know, you did it. This, look, just because I smoke weed, don't mean you have to smoke weed. Yeah. So my point is that, you know, you think about you, you think that's about the key. Uh, what you realize is that if I want to, if I want to live a healthy, if I want my kids to live a healthy life, I have to do that. But let's say just I'm never thinking about my kids to live a healthy life. The analogy today, you answering your own question, same analogy right there. some generations after to his son, Isaac. The very same thing. And he told the very same lie his daddy told. He told the very same lie his daddy told. Same thing that happened to David. When David took that man's wife and had him killed, 
David's son took his own sister and raped her and ruined her whole life. She never was able to marry or have a child. And it caused the girl brother to kill his own brother. They had different mothers, but they was all David's children, but they had, uh, all of them had different mothers. And that's the kind of stuff that happened because one person failed to walk with God. And so now all of his life experiences, he's trying to relate to Solomon to teach him how to walk upright before God and show himself to be a man. The only way you, me, or anybody don't want to give up our wicked ways is because we got a whole lot of self involved. We want to please ourselves. Jacob lied to his daddy, tricked his brother in taking his birthright. The mama had something to do with it too. To the point that he had to run from home and never saw his mother alive another day in her life. Went over to his Uncle Laban's house and the very same thing he did to his brother, his Uncle Laban did it to him. And he had to work 14 years for a woman he fell in love with. And you know what he did? He came to the point in his life that I'm tired of living this type of lifestyle. That's why he, he wrestled with the angel and God changed him. Because he got tired. When you get tired, you're going to have a, you're going to, you're going to, you, look, when you get to the point, when you come to that crossroad in your life and you really are tired of going through that same cycle, it's going to be a wrestle. It's going to be a tussle for you to make the right decision. But God always, every chance, God will always win it. He's going to win those battles. All you have to do is just tell God. And this is what we're talking about. You got to tell God. Jacob had cattle, he had sheep, he had money, he had clothes, he had two wives and a whole bunch of children. But that did not suffice him. Something was missing in Jacob's life. And Jacob sent all of that ahead of him over the brook and said, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to wrestle with God. I'm going to get this thing right tonight. And the Bible said he wrestled with the angel till the break of dawn. And the angel said, day is breaking. He was trying to get a loose from Jacob. And Jacob said, I won't let you loose until you bless me. Now, if he already got money, he got clothes, he got women, he got children, he got cattle, sheep, and all of this, what other blessing could it be? The man wanted to be changed. All of that meant nothing to him if he didn't have a relationship with God. And that's where we got to get to our life, that regardless of what I get, what Plateau, I rise to, it means nothing to me if I don't have a relationship with God. Solomon is about to become king at a very young age. But he's trying to tell him, man, you're going to need to have a walk with God. Because all of this stuff you got surrounding you and the people, that ain't going to mean nothing to you. It's not going to help you when you have to make some harsh decisions. You're going to need God. It's all in the book. It's all in the book. So when we make these excuses that, you know, I'm wrestling with this, I'm wrestling with that, yeah, you're going to wrestle with something. It's in the book. But you have to have it in your heart that I want to change. I want to change. I've been through this too many times. I'm tired of going through the same cycle. 
I'm tired of my man being tired. I'm tired of that. It's time that I live for so I represent God in my family in the right way. Because all of that stuff sooner or later is going to come home. It's coming back. Do unto others as you have them to do unto you. You got children coming up. You got children coming up. And some of the stuff we did is going to come back on us from our children. The stuff that, that David did, the boy who he looked up on the most, old Absalom, old good-looking Absalom with the long curly locks of hair, big handsome Absalom turned on him in his own house. So if we don't grab a hold of them and teach them what's right and lift something before them, sooner or later it's going to turn on us. It'll turn on you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.